And in the studio for our regular chat about mental health, it's Johan LaRue in the in the hot seat. Good morning, Johan. Welcome back. Good morning, Vanessa. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to be back and to be talking about our topic today. I'm, uh, it's so yeah. important and relevant and uh, interesting as well. So really looking forward to our conversation. It is. I'm going to be honest because I think that sometimes people, people learn from other people. This is something that I have struggled with. Mm-hmm. It is something that has happened to me. Mm-hmm. And when I've heard people talk about it and say, that they could barely get out of bed I thought to myself no man just put on those big old panties and get up and go and do you mm-hmm. know it mm-hmm. can't be that bad until it actually hit me mm-hmm. and this was about five years ago um, and it's burnout occupational burnout uh, uh, it's a mental fatigue that is just unbelievable so let's start at the beginning what exactly is burnout because I'm sure there are people going near man <laughs> <laughs> well exactly and I think that's why uh, for uh, many years people will say uh, yeah this is burnout or that's burnout and we didn't really know what burnout was and mm. we all kind of maybe experience it to a certain extent but but was that burnout and so what the World Health Organization did a couple of years ago is they wanted to really just update that definition and I think the what they did uh, I think it was in 2019 in the ICD, which is one of their classification systems for um, disorders and things like that, Mm -hmm. is they updated the definition to make it very clear what is burnout, what is occupational burnout. And they put a lot of emphasis on it being an occupational phenomenon. And it's not just something that you experience everywhere, but work uh, plays a big role in that. So I just want to read it to make sure that um, we can kind of get the proper definition of it. So it's not classified as a medical condition. It says burnout is a syndrome conceptualized as a resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed it's characterized by three dimensions feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job and reduced professional efficacy mm. and if that remains untreated then it can result in even bigger problems depression problems that affect you outside of the work environment as yeah. well but i think one of the important changes in that definition it places the emphasis on the individual as well as on the workplace it's okay. not just because you can't just cope and mm. there's a problem with you as the employee it places the emphasis on both you as the employee as well as the workplace which I, I think is really really important absolutely because I mean you spend so much time at work and you're subject to what the rules and protocols are at work what exactly will cause burnout because you mentioned the fatigue the distancing but what could cause it yeah so the, if we're looking at the kind of six areas and they kind of relate to the work-life model which is one of the prominent theories on occupational work and I mm-hmm. think it, it draws everything together quite nicely but one of the major things and I think this is something that we experience is workload if there's just too much work to do. Mm. And this doesn't mean that we're not supposed to ever work hard because Mm. we work and we're supposed to work hard but if that continues for long periods of time so often we might be expected to uh, stay late for a couple of hours Mm. but is there kind of a makeup for that maybe on a Friday we get to leave a little bit earlier if we are expected to do too much work over extended period of time Mm. that is one of the big contributors lack of control and this is something that we sometimes struggle if if we can't have a little bit of control in our workspace and if we are just being told what to do all the time and even our lunch breaks are almost controlled that can contribute to uh, to burnout. Lack of recognition. Uh, I think sometimes also we are expected, uh, you get your salary and, and that's your, your recognition. Yes. <laughs> and I suppose that makes sense. But uh, I think what's important here is, is to not say, well, this is what is 
what the companies are doing wrong or what mm. people are doing wrong. It's just about what's going to benefit the company because yeah. ultimately if you can prevent burnout for your employees, it's going to benefit them, but it's also going to yeah. benefit the company as a whole. Lack of community, if you're feeling like the people at work you just don't get on with and mm. actually you don't, you despise them, you don't like working <laughs> with them. Oops, so yeah. that's, a, that's something that yeah. can contribute. Uh, fairness, if you are kind of not treated fairly and again, that will look different in each situation and for mm. each person. But sometimes that relates to just not being able to to uh, not being told what to do specifically and you are expected to do things but you don't know what it is to do is mm. that really fair uh, or is that not and if you don't have enough support to be able to do what you are supposed to do yeah. and in the last one there if there's a gap between your values uh, sorry and the company's values as well okay. so that means that maybe you are somebody that values your time at home yes. um, but your company expects you to always be on call yeah. so then that gap might cause and, and lead to burnout a as lot well. of stressful issues mm-hmm. what are some of the burnout risk factors because you you're now experiencing this but um, surely it impacts not only your health, it could impact people around you, I'm sure. Yes, and, and so this is one of the things that, that can happen uh, from, from burnout um, is that, yes, it affects your job performance, which I think mm-hmm. that's where it starts. And maybe you're just not so keen to work anymore and so your uh, productivity levels go down a little bit. But uh, then it also starts affecting what happens outside of the mm-hmm. home. And maybe uh, you mentioned there people getting struggling to get out of bed. Is that now yeah. leading to a bit of a depression? Is is it spilling over to other areas of their life? Mm-hmm. So not just are they struggling to go to work, but they are also struggling to maintain that social life. Yeah. Uh, extreme fatigue and just not able to mm-hmm. really uh, have energy to do anything. Maybe struggling to sleep because of work is not a, f- yeah. a fun place for me. Uh, not enjoying and it just that. And it plays in your head over and over and over. Yes, yeah. Um, and, and it's almost yeah. like you can't escape it because yes. work is work. Uh, yeah. And you, you have to work. Um, and also you get your... 20 or 15 vacation days Mm. and you're really looking forward to that but then they are over very quickly as well and then work continues and you mentioned it in the beginning is we spend so much time at work we might as well try and make it a really nice place it can also lead to yeah alcohol or substance uh, misuse and people just kind of die um, medicating themselves in that uh, heart disease high blood pressure um, and a lot of the other more serious uh, physical diseases as well so it's really something to take very seriously and the consequences I mean you could end up you could end up losing your job if something is not done well or properly um, lead to unnecessary sort of conflict and things like that as well. What can one do if you're sitting there and and one of the things that popped up while you were talking is also decision fatigue. It affects mm-hmm. your decision making mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. You simply can't, you, you literally wake up and think what do I wear jeans or black pants and it becomes a monumental decision. So what can one do if you feel that you are struggling with some form of burnout or you've, you've got rigged for Flags flying. What mm. what can you do? Yeah, that's really important. There, what you mentioned is uh, the decision, like struggling to concentrate at work, but mm. then that spills over to home as well. And so, like you mentioned, what color pants do I wear? Yeah. That becomes a really difficult task. I think the first thing that is really important, and I think I probably say this every week, is we need to recognize the red mm. flags. We need to recognize the symptoms. We need to pay attention to that. And it also will look different for each person. But if you are somebody that's always on time or even five minutes early to work, and all of a sudden mm you don't mind being 15 minutes late or 20 minutes yeah. late and you just don't care anymore, mm. then maybe that's a bit of a red flag that you need to pay attention to. Or you feel like, well, actually, I, I, on Sunday, I've, I've got the Sunday blues and the Sunday blues is something that we all experience oh, yes. and that's difficult to go to work. The carte but, blanche lingo. Yes. Yeah, the carte blanche syndrome. <laughs> yes, but, but if we feel like, oh, we, we, we start dreading Sunday nights and, yeah. and Monday mornings, then maybe that's a, a sign that we have to look out for. Um, also, we just stop kind of stop caring or stop looking after mm. ourselves. Uh, what we do at work, we just not 
as interested anymore. Yeah. Basically, if there's a level of a, a drop in level of functioning mm-hmm. um, than there was before. Can can I ask you if you're an employer and you're noticing that you've got an employee that is d- displaying symptoms or, or, or signs like this? I think if you if you care about your staff to just call them in and have a nice little chat even and if you're the kind of person who doesn't deal with tears well then mm-hmm. you'll have to sort of make a plan there but and you've got somebody who's just absolutely falling to pieces to call them in and to assist them somehow Re- very very important yes for the employees to recognize that maybe this person is mm-hmm. uh, there's maybe this form of burnout and sometimes I think employers might not want to do that because they don't want to take responsibility mm-hmm. but rather intervene when as soon as you start seeing red yeah. flags before it turns into a bigger problem and I think a lot of companies they do have the EAPs the employee assistance programs make mm-hmm. use of that um, for the employers and make certain recommendations but like you said it starts with a conversation and if you are maybe not the right person uh, to have that conversation with an employee maybe ask one of the HR people or somebody else just to find out what's happening so that yeah. you can intervene because that's going to benefit the employee and it's also going to mm-hmm. benefit the company as well and I think it's really important again that both parties will benefit but also both parties have a role to play so if you as an employee you start feeling some of these symptoms then speak up and and find a safe space and i think maybe just to to mention that i think that's where it becomes a little bit difficult is because Mm -hmm. you don't want to be seen as the weakling or something like that and people think they're shame they 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 feel shameful that they're not actually coping because you're supposed to cope exactly And, and i think with men it must be worse and then with women, you know, we're expected to be moms and, you know, to be super women. Mm-hmm. So I think these kind of um, societal stereotypes make it hard for people sometimes to simply go, actually, I'm not OK. Yes. And, and so just to have the communication lines open. Mm-hmm. So even if you feel like, well, maybe I can't say this to my boss because they're going to take it the wrong way, then mm-hmm. find somebody that you can trust at work or even just finding somebody outside of work going yeah. to seek support from your family or maybe a psychologist or somebody that you want to speak to. And again, um, we last or a couple of weeks ago we spoke about our our mental health first aid kits yes. and I think those things are also important to bring into play uh, if we're feeling like we're struggling are we exercising enough what's our mm-hmm. eating pattern are we sleeping enough um, are we able to practice some mindfulness from yeah. time to time and I think mindfulness is maybe a topic for us to discuss in the yes. future because so important but it can really make a, a positive impact Definitely. on a workplace but also on you as an employee a very important aspect I think so of mental health mm-hmm. I think um, it's a good topic and maybe we might talk about it again in the mm-hmm. future but thank you so much if people are struggling and they need to speak to somebody how can they get hold of you or um, a, a professional yeah so I, I think the best place that we often go to is just going to google mm-hmm. uh, google psychologist Somerset West there are some incredible psychologists mm-hmm. in the area if you want to contact me you can go to my website it's jlrpsychology.co.za or just google Johan LaRue psychologist Somerset West and yeah please feel free to contact me even if I can't directly mm-hmm. assist maybe I can point you in the right direction um, but it is not necessary to experience this alone. There are people that mm. can assist with something like this. Completely agree there. Johan, always good to chat to you and we'll speak again in two weeks' time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Vanessa.